Before COVID-19, there was something else that uh, concerned long-term care facilities, and it's still a concern, and that is that of waterborne illnesses like Legionnaire's disease. If you recall, here in Illinois, we've had a lot of uh, focus and attention on that, even just uh, four or five years ago, with an outbreak that happened at a veteran's home that uh, killed uh, 12 or 13 veterans. And that was back in 2015, and it plagued the former Rauner administration all throughout his uh, his administration. Uh, but it's still an issue. There are still some concerns about Legionnaire's disease uh, and other waterborne illnesses. But a recent law that was signed into effect uh, may help address some of that and looks to protect some of those at-risk communities from waterborne illnesses. It is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk, and we're joined now by Brad Considine. He is with a group that is focused on this issue, the Alliance to Prevent Legionnaire's Disease. Uh, Brad, thanks for taking time with us here on Springfield's Morning News. Tell us about this law. Yeah, Greg, uh, this law, I think, is an exciting step forward in Illinois because it requires water utilities to notify healthcare facilities of disruptions in the water system that can release this bacteria from the distribution system into healthcare facilities, assisted living, uh, and nursing homes where the most vulnerable uh, to this bacteria reside. And so it's kind of a critical step forward. Approximately 25% of those who contract Legionnaire's disease in those settings uh, tend to be, it tends to be fatal. So it's a critical step forward to uh, put these notifications in place so that the healthcare facilities can better manage the water on as they receive it. And they have uh, water management plans that help to stay on top of it. Brad, um, when it comes to what we saw back in 2015 and the reaction to it, uh, was this an issue that seemed to be kind of siloed for, you know, different uh, jurisdictions? Like, you know, maybe uh, the, the health officials in an area didn't necessarily have all the knowledge that they needed to have when it came to dealing with an outbreak uh, where, you know, a, a healthcare facility may say, well, it wasn't uh, on us, it was on something else. How is this going to make sure that there's more collaboration and more accountability uh, when it comes to uh, you know dealing and helping manage water systems. Yeah, it's a it's a critical step forward because it, as you described it, the, the the you know what drove the outbreak has always been the question, and all too often since this disease was first discovered in 1976, the focus has always gone to a building and a point of exposure, and and is not considered the system. Uh, factors that have driven these cases. And that has been like, what we feel is the fatal missing link in this is to understand that that this bacteria can make it through our water systems and actually be delivered to facilities where it can then become established and create some exposure. A lot of people remember the Flint uh, water crisis, and, and a lot of people know about that as lead. But in reality, when they changed to the Flint River as a source water, that's when they had an, actually a very large Legionnaires outbreak in uh, in Flint, and it was driven by the changes in the water system, and it stayed that way until they went back to the original water source. So here we're acknowledging in Illinois that these water disruptions can have an impact on water quality, and they're taking that step to require some level of coordination between the water utilities 
and the healthcare facilities. It's very much a positive in Illinois. We work across the country, and Illinois is uh, really taking a very proactive approach in how they manage these kind of risks by addressing how water is handled upstream and now how it's addressed in terms of how they coordinate with the people that receive that water so that they can take steps to protect themselves. And, and it's it's a big advancement in how we're thinking of addressing Legionnaires' disease. Brad Constantine joins us. He is with the Alliance to Prevent Legionnaires' Disease here with Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk at 717. Brad, what else needs to be done? Is, is this an issue that's now all taken care of because of uh, the law that uh, the governor signed? No, we, we wish it was, uh, but we continue to try to drive uh, upgrades in terms of how we uh, manage and communicate these risks. And we're trying to take water risk and elevate them so that uh, the visibility for all of the residents of Illinois and around the country uh, are being informed of where those risks are. <clears throat> People that are immune compromised tend to have the greatest risk, and so they need to be informed when those risks are higher and they need to under, start to understand more about the things that they can do to mitigate those risks and how they handle water. They want to be very careful with stagnant water. They want to be very careful to have residual disinfectants, you know, in our water system to take care of the bacteria if it gets reintroduced. And they want to avoid, um, you know, they want to avoid exposure to where stagnant water has been for the potential that the bacteria has developed in it. Brad Constantine, he again is with uh, the the uh, Alliance to Prevent Legionnaires Disease. Greatly appreciate you taking the time with us this morning and giving us the uh, the upshot, so to speak, of what exactly this yeah. new law does and how we can uh, continue to uh, focus on what uh, can be a, a deadly disease, especially for those who are uh, at-risk communities living in long-term care facilities. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it as well. Thanks, Greg. Have a good day. It is Springfield's Morning News. I'm Greg Bishop on 92.7 WMAY.